0: So how does a recession impact government contractors? And why is Mike even talking about this topic today? Well, if you have been paying attention to anything in the news, you have probably heard the words recession a bajillion times over the last couple of months. The big question for a lot of folks is, are we in a recession? Typically, it's one of those things where the government never wants to admit that. Are we based on certain factors and things like that? Well, we're not quite there as of the time of this recording. I'm recording this in the November timeframe of 2022, and we're not quite there, but we're on the cusp of some recession activity. What do we see prior to a recession normally? Well, we normally see high inflation, and in order to correct inflation, we see things like them raising the interest rate and all that kind of stuff. And what does that typically lead to? It leads to people losing their jobs, which ultimately becomes a big factor in a recession. And I'm really oversimplifying this for time here because i I don't want to get into the politics of all that really it's not relevant to the podcast. The specific thing that I want to focus on in the podcast today is so what happens if we're in a recession because that's what you really need to know if we're in a recession and people are losing jobs and things like that. What are some of those impacts to government contractors at a high level government contractors are not affected like a lot of other businesses in the commercial market. You're really affected because consumers stop buying things or at least typically that's what happens is consumers pull back from spending. And that's really a huge impact for those folks that run mostly commercial businesses, whether it's a restaurant or retail or services business, people pull back from that spending and that really hurts those businesses. But typically when it comes to government contracting, most of your contracts are either running on a 12 month cycle or a multi-year cycle or a project base that may be two, three years, whatever it may be until the job, is complete. And those contracts have funds once they're awarded are typically allocated to that project. And unless the administrations change hands or Congress changes hands, a lot of times those funds don't change. They stay allocated. Contracts get executed regardless of what's going on in the economy. So that's the really good thing about being a government contractor. It's one of the reasons I think it's so important to have government inside of your portfolio of business because it makes you so stable. Now, what are the biggest impacts of a recession to government contractors? It comes from a couple of places. Number one, inflation that's usually preceding the recession typically jacks up costs. If you've been around for any length of time, you realize that typically costs don't come down. So once people start raising the rates of things, they don't like to go back and lower them. Whether it's gasoline, whether it is some other type of product like that, consumable like that, you will see market fluctuations and costs go up and down but there's usually a bottom right now we're seeing with gasoline like I'm out in the Midwest we're not going to see it go much below three dollars a gallon if it does we're never going to see it go back under two dollars a gallon we're just not there's some sort of hidden bottom line where it's not going to go below that anymore those types of things happen across the board especially in products where the cost of things typically rise quite a bit this is really impactful if you're a product-based company selling to the government this is the one area where it can really impact you is where those prices have gone up so we saw that a lot during covid we saw that a lot over the last year or so where prices have gone up so much that people have had to go back to the government and request these economic price adjustments because the price of fuel has gone up the price of shipping has gone up and so it just makes it more expensive to get products from one location to another that's one of the biggest impacts that I do see for government contractors the other one is the labor market. Did you know we have our own community for government contractors? It's called Federal Access. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers, and you can get 50% off your first month. This thing is packed full of all kinds of resources, templates, documents, strategy guides, everything you need to be a government contractor, and it gets you in our inner circle where you have direct access to myself and my partner, Josh Frank. So go check it out today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. So inside of the labor market, you've got two types of labor. You've got low skill and high skill. And again, I am simplifying this for time. On the low skill pool of people, when you are not in a recession, it's often hard to find those people because guess what? They all have jobs. On the flip side, if there's a recession going on, the pool of low skill labor increases drastically because that's usually the first pool of people that get cut in a recession. Low skill employees are usually the ones that are first to go. And that's across the board. You'll see that in restaurants and retail and all kinds of different places like that. The high skill jobs are usually the ones that stay, but they get more competitive because you've got low skill people either going back to school or trying to learn something to try and get into those jobs. The high skill people don't want to go to low skill jobs. So they're doing everything they can to keep their job. And so that market is usually fairly competitive. Now, depending on what else that company does. So if it's a really big company, let's say like a General Dynamics or a Lockheed Martin, they may have a mix of both high and low-skill employees and they may have enough high-skill employees that during a recession, they do decide to scale down some of those employees or put a hiring freeze or put a raise freeze. There's all kinds of different things like that that could happen in there, but the labor market is typically affected when it comes to a recession. The next thing that's typically affected a lot is business loans and access to cash. Cash. The cost of money usually goes up prior to a recession because the Fed is raising those interest rates. And whether you have an existing loan or you're trying to get a loan, those rates are no longer at the one or two percent. They're at five, six, seven, ten percent, whatever it may be. If it's a line of credit, it could be higher, just depending on what's going on. All of a sudden, that loan payment that you were paying a thousand dollars a month on, it's now fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars a month. That's one thing that could happen. The other thing is let's assume for a moment here that you have not used your line of credit in a while, the bank may do one of two things. They may reach out to you and cancel it or they may reach out to you and lower it. Those are a couple of things they can do because they don't want that risk in the market and they'll review accounts and across the board just say, look, we're going to lower all of these or we're going to cancel all of these because it's risk in the market that we don't want on the off chance that all of a sudden people start trying to use these lines of credit. It happens. It happens a lot. One of the biggest things, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this and you have a line of credit, make sure that you are building a good relationship with your banker that manages that. Because I guarantee it, there's a person at your bank and it's worth having a conversation with them to say, hey, here's kind of what's going on in our business right now. We're trending up, we're trending flat, whatever it may be. We're going to use the line of credit and pay it off every month just so that you keep this open. Because while we don't need it, we want to have access to that cash. So that's something you want to consider. Another thing that could affect contractors is let's say you're working with teaming partners and let's say you're the sub for a moment. Well, guess what may happen? You may notice that all of a sudden those primes are paying you a little bit slower or maybe they were paying you on net 15. Now it's getting closer to net 30 or 45 and all of a sudden those things are slipping and you're having to follow up with them because guess what? A lot of people don't manage their money well. What they're going to do is try to stretch that cash. Cash flow out. If you notice things like that happening, you've got to reach out and talk to your teaming partners right away to say, Hey, I know times are tough. I know things are tight, but we really need to stick to that net 15 or 30 or whatever it is we've agreed to. Cause that just makes it tighter on us. And then it just spills over into the next company and our vendors. So you just have to have those conversations, but watch out for stuff like that, where you're not in the driver's seat and you need to make sure you're getting paid on time. Another thing that typically happens during a recession is, people cut a lot of spending, marketing, travel, all kinds of things that they deem unnecessary. And those are things like going to conferences. So you're gonna see people skip out on those. At least maybe they're not gonna go to every conference, but they're gonna go to key ones. So some of those events are gonna get a little smaller over the next year or two as we head into this sort of recessionary type of era here. You've gotta be on the alert for those kind of things because there may be less opportunity for you to see some of those teaming partners, less opportunity for you to connect with government folks but guess what that also means there should be more opportunity for you to have conversations with the people that are there there should be more opportunity for you to submit speaking abstracts and actually speak at those conferences because there's going to be less people attending even when you think about having a booth at one of these conferences that's another thing where maybe you've thought about it in the past but they're so crowded well if the crowd is smaller maybe that's a really good time to ask to have a booth and maybe even negotiate your rate on the booth, get a better deal on it because there's less people. Maybe you can get that deal. And then now you can exhibit and actually have a bigger presence than some of your competitors. So that's something to think about as well. This is one of my final thoughts here around the negatives that happen is when you're thinking about your competitors, some of them are going to go out of business. If some of them are going to go out of business, you need to have your ear to the ground listening around those kind of things, because if they go out of business, then there's going to be opportunity at those agencies to pick up those contracts or to pick up those recompetes or Whatever it may be, there may even be opportunities for you to reach out to them and actually buy their business and their employees. That's a really good thing for everybody if you're in a good cash position because now you don't have to lay off all those employees. So there's going to be some opportunity around this. So I have three things that I want to share with you today that will help prepare your company. Number one is making sure you have access to cash. Make sure you have cash in your checking and savings account. Make sure you've got that line of credit. Make sure you've got a good relationship with your banker cash is the one thing that will help you survive any sort of recession that's going on make sure you have access to cash so as you're going through and looking at things if you can put away some extra money from every contract that you have put it away just for the next six months put away a little bit extra to make sure you've got that extra cash to survive all of that in fact we typically recommend regardless of what's going on in the economy that you always have a year's worth of operating cash at your fingertips So if you don't have that, now's a really good time to start making sure you put that away. The next thing here is have a recruiting and retention plan. That is so big. You need a recruiting and retention plan and you need to build that pipeline of candidates. You need to start doing it now before things get bad. You want to make sure that plan is in place and as you recruit or need to recruit, you can do it quickly. And then the second component of that is the retention side of it where you're taking care of your employees. having conversations with them you're finding out if people have some issues getting by are there some employees that need some extra benefits or or some sort of attention during this time if you're a company and you've got a thousand employees you may not be able to do anything but if you're a company of 50 or 25 employees you may be able to help your employees out by letting them continue to work from home because that'll help reduce the cost or some other benefit that you can bring in across the board that helps them keep more money in their pocket every single month. One of the things we did, you know, at, at one of the companies I worked at was we actually started a weekly lunch thing that we did. And look, the budget was only like a hundred bucks for about, I think we had about 50 employees. So it wasn't a whole lot of money, but we we're doing pizzas or whatever it is. And that one day a week, that was something that the employees could count on is, Hey, there was an extra meal. It's not a lot, but for some people, it's pretty important. that one extra meal is covered by the company. And that is four times a month. Those are four meals that they no longer have to budget for. And that may be somewhere in the neighborhood of 25, 50 bucks a month, but that's still 50 bucks a month in this economy. That's almost a take of gas, right? So there's a lot of little ways like that. And again, the working from home thing, there's a lot of little different ways you can think outside the box to make sure your employees are taken care of and you are helping them stretch their dollars and you show them how important they are. You know, maybe part of it's an employee recognition program that you put in place, whatever it may be, but that's a really big thing. And then the final thing, this is one of those things that cures all problems. Make sure your sales pipeline is getting filled. Sales cures a lot of problems. And one of the things that I would look at is during this time, maybe you increase your pipeline ratio. We're always talking about this pipeline ratio. For every million dollars you want to close, you need to have at least five million in your pipeline. Maybe during this time you increase it instead of it being one to five, it's one to seven or one to eight. You're just padding. your pipeline to make sure you're hitting your numbers. The worst thing that could happen is you don't hit your numbers. So pad that pipeline, make sure you're hitting those numbers. My final tip for you here today is if you've enjoyed this podcast, got a lot out of this, I highly recommend you go listen to episode 221. It's four ways to diversify your GovCon business. I think that's a great tie in to this episode. And I think that will help you think of some strategies to leverage your business a little bit better. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers. If you did, please go like and share this episode on your social media, as well as rate and review the episode. That helps other government contractors find out about the podcast and benefit just like you. We'll see you next time.